Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Hello, welcome back. If you did listen to last week's episode, I was very conscious that it was a bit of a Debbie Downer, not a bright, happy, um, maybe even not helpful episode. So I mean, I am intentionally, hopefully going to bring a little bit of help and guidance with this topic. And today I'm going to discuss making assumptions and how making assumptions can only really lead to uncertainty, confusion, negativity, um, making things worse. I don't think that making assumptions are in any way helpful. I've tried, I've racked my brains to try and think about at times when making an assumption has worked. That's different to gut feeling and I'll go on to talk about that. But I think it's really important that we identify that it is human nature to make assumptions, understand why we do it and understand why it might not be helpful and then how we can not make assumptions. So the definition, or there's been a couple of definitions, a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. So essentially, by thinking and having beliefs and not having facts and not having guaranteed evidence um, means that it's an assumption. Now, we can all think of times when we've made an assumption, which is similar to making a judgment about something or someone that has actually led to a bit more of a detrimental outcome, or we've agonised over something, we've become anxious, we haven't engaged with a certain individual, we haven't taken a holiday, we haven't done something based on an assumption, based on not having facts, but we've just decided in our mind, and therefore we've had a negative outcome. So I'm going to jump straight in with something that's quite profound, and this can be quite triggering for a few people and it certainly annoyed me when I first heard it. So I heard when I was maybe 14, 15 that there is no good or bad. It is just the way we think about it makes it good or bad. And this was at a time I heard it from my old deputy headmaster, who's actually a lovely friend of mine still. And he is a very deep thinking individual and he contemplates life on a bit more of a spiritual level. His kind of level of chat and things of interest to him would be things like Enneagrams and chakra balancing and the Sufi and Buddhism and all things kind of otherworldly. So to hear it from him... I knew there was some sense, some truth in the in the statement. There is no good or bad. It's just what we think of it. Um, actually, he would always say, it's not good or bad, it just is. And that's quite a Buddhist um, framework philosophy, I guess. And it really annoyed me because there would be times where something I perceived as bad had happened. So I might have lost a family member or I might have broken a leg or I might have hurt myself or someone might have hurt me or I might have not being able to go on a skiing holiday because dad's back was painful. And of course, as a child, um, and even into adulthood, things we ca- we categorise into good or bad. Um, I now appreciate 
Um, I'm still working on it because um, I'm still growing in wisdom, but I genuinely believe and I can understand the phrase that there is no good or bad, it just is. And why we label things as good or bad is human nature. So I've looked into why do we make assumptions? Why do we have judgment? Why do we put things into good or bad? Why do we assume something ahead of time is going to be either good for us or bad for us? Why do we assume things, people are going to be good or bad? We do it as a way to keep ourselves safe. So we have belief systems, we have um, morals, we have things that we know we like, that we dislike, we have traits in people that we appreciate, that we don't appreciate. And the more time we spend on the planet, the more examples we build up of things that we know fit into our construct of, for us individually, good or bad. And then to enable us to get the most out of life, we then put labels on everything, usually subconsciously. We most Humans are mostly subconscious in their decision-making and their behaviours and their actions. And we do it as a way to try and construct a life that we will enjoy that will keep us safe that we think we'll get the most out of the problem being with labeling something as good or bad having an assumption about something whether it will serve us or fail us or be good for us or not good for us is that it is based on previous assumptions so let's break it down if I had the assumption as a child that all dogs were dangerous And that is because I was told that by my aunt, who was attacked by a dog once. That might mean that I never go up and approach a dog. And yet, let's say, this is, uh, let's say that I then had a, I was in a car accident and I became blind. And I refused to get a blind dog because I had the assumption that all dogs were bad. And I had became phobic of dogs and I had an absolute fear of dog and I'd rather not have the assistance of a blind dog because I had the assumption that all dogs were bad so a few things there one it was my aunt's assumption that all dogs are bad it wasn't even my own but that's how we learn assumptions that's how we learn opinions that's how we learn judgments it's usually passed down to us by our closest family or caregivers And then it's also passed down to us by society, schools, teachers, where we spend most time. So every single belief that turns into inform our assumptions and and inform our judgments aren't our own in the first place. So we have to remember that we need to choose belief systems that are going to then give us the most neutral Um, view of the world and people in it and the more assumptions we have of people it's probably that we have some really strong belief systems of which were given to us or um, kind of informed our, our decision making and our belief system as younger people I'm thinking of if you're in a cult for instance and this is very extreme obviously but if you're in a cult and you are told about a certain, let's say, balloons are the devil's work. I'm just plugging out random stuff here. But if you have your whole life have been told 
that balloons are the devil's work, then you're never going to go to a celebration with balloons. You're going to have all these exaggerated, unhelpful belief systems that will cause you to create judgment and assumptions on a ceremony with balloons. Um, there's so there's so many there's, there's thousands millions of examples, but essentially, first of all, recognizing that it is human nature to label something as good or bad as a way to keep us safe and to falsely construct our reality, even though the reality that we have constructed was constructed by those that came before us that have passed on their belief systems. Um, I love the parable, I love the story, Chinese story of, and this story demonstrates the point I've just made and probably makes it much more clear than what I've just tried to explain about the horse. So the farmer had a horse and the horse broke through the fence and everyone in the village said, oh no, what a shame you've lost your horse. And the farmer said, maybe, maybe not, didn't put any judgment or assumption on it. The horse then came back a few days later with two wild horses, came back through the um, the fence and then the farmer could continue ploughing the fields. And the villagers are like, oh, isn't that fantastic? That's amazing. And the farmer says, well, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So not, not falling for the trap of labelling something good or bad. He then gave the horse to his son and his son fell off the horse and broke his leg. And everyone in the village, oh no, isn't that terrible? That's awful, what a shame. The farmer again, well, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not. And then a few days later, the emperor came through and um, they needed to take men away for the army. The firstborn son of every family had to go, except because this boy had a broken leg, they left him behind. And everyone in the village, oh, amazing, your son's the only one to not have to be taken to the army. So... Basically, the point of this is there is there's no value in labeling something good or bad. It just is. And it's something that I still struggle to get my head around because we attach so much emotion. We attach so much expectation, control, desire. We want to construct our lives. And when when our lives don't seemingly go the way that we plan them or that we try and construct them, then It's human nature to think that's a bad thing. But getting to a point of acceptance, and I'll talk about this later, getting to a point of acceptance around people, around your life, learning to be okay with the what is and not labelling it is going to be really beneficial. And that comes after not assuming anything. So let's take it back a little bit. And... I just want to give some examples around when assumptions, making assumptions in my life personally have been really unhelpful. So I genuinely believed for many, many years that I could rely on people, that all people, and this is I think what children believe unless they've had an experience to to the contrary, all children come into this world believing that they should be able to trust adults that's our kind of default setting until such time as an adult lets them down. And then that's when we learn to not trust um, adults and then we learn to not trust people. But for far too many years, I was seriously naive in thinking that every person 
was one, wanting to help me and make my life better. That's a very narcissistic viewpoint, but a childlike viewpoint. All children assume that everybody is in their world and is in their life to help them. Um, and I also felt like I could rely on people. And that is goes to another assumption that I had, is that all people genuinely want to make the world a better place. And it's only in the last few years that I've had that rude awakening that actually not everybody has the intention to make the world a better place, to leave a positive impression, to care for people, to leave a legacy um, of goodness. Like Not everyone has that thought. A lot of people wake up and they don't even, they've never even contemplated what their lasting legacy will be on the planet or the culture or the community or those closest to them. So I made the assumption that every person genuinely wanted to be the best version of themselves and therefore have the best lasting impression on, on the world. Obviously, I know now as an adult that's not true, but that only that only I only realised that a few years ago and it really was awful. To, to have that realisation um, because it was totally opposite to my assumption. Um, another assumption that I've had is that people have self-awareness and I think this was the most helpful for me because I assumed that if people, which I did, if I assumed everybody had awareness of self and everybody did things consciously. So when somebody did something that was hurtful or harmful or not considerate or selfish or caused pain, I assumed that everybody had the same level of self-awareness that I lived with and therefore they were choosing to be unpleasant, unkind, hurtful. So in a way, it's a neutral realisation that not everybody has self-awareness because it now means not to let people off the hook but it does mean that people don't necessarily know what they're doing um and therefore it's not coming from a malicious point they're not intentionally hurting people uh it does scare me somewhat though that that means that a lot of people are going through life just sort of existing and going through the motions without the awareness of the impact of their actions on everything and everyone around them um, obviously, there can be some really um, casual kind of assumptions made that but might cause minor inconveniences. Like, I could assume that today it wasn't going to rain. This is genuinely what I had as a thought. I assumed it wasn't going to rain because the weekend was so lovely. I have one and a half days to finish a mural before I leave the country. I cannot paint it because it's raining today and raining tomorrow. So, not a major life concern, but also because I made an assumption and didn't check the weather, I now can't do my work. Um, something else might be you assume that if you're being invited round to a friend's house for 6pm that they're going to feed you. They might assume that you've eaten before or you're going to eat after and it's actually just a pop-in for a cup of tea or a glass of wine. So you don't eat and then you get really moody and hungry and you resent them for not feeding you. Small things. We make assumptions all the time. And it is very rarely helpful. There's a difference between, and I'm going to spell it out now, uh, making an assumption and sticking with your gut feeling. So assumption is thought. 
So a quote actually from Shakespeare, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. That is from um, Hamlet, so Shakespeare wrote that. And as soon as you put thought into a judgment, and it becomes an assumption, you're becoming detached from using your gut instinct. And using instinct usually is a better guide. For instance, if I see somebody who looks asleep on um, the streets and there's a needle coming out their arm and they're half-dressed and they've got a cut on their head that's gabbed over, I might make the assumption that they have overdosed and they're dead. If I actually think about it and go with my gut, I usually have a pretty good sense of, I can tell in that situation, and intuition is something you must build and grow and and learn. I haven't spoken much on that, but I certainly probably will do an episode on it. Um, I might have the assumption that actually they are asleep or they are, um, I don't know, might be an EpiPen and they've had a reaction and they needed to jab themselves or something like that. That's possibly a bit of a, a crude example, but there's certain situations whereby get your head out the way and it actually is far more helpful. Get a sense, get a feeling, get a gut reaction. We all have met people that you think, oh, they just feel a bit dodgy and they might be telling you one thing and presenting in one way, but um, yeah, you just get a vibe. So getting your thoughts out of the way can be really helpful. Another thing that I've really struggled with, actually, is when people make um, promises verbally, so they say something, and they tell you one thing, but their behaviour doesn't match what they're saying. And it might be that they genuinely want to do what they're saying, it might be that they have all intention to do what they're saying, but you shouldn't make an assumption at all, full stop, but you certainly shouldn't make an assumption based on what someone is saying or telling you. If you have to make an assumption, if you can't make it based on your gut feeling, make the assumption on how they are acting. The worst type of assumption is to make on what someone is saying because there's so many layers of untruth. There's so many layers of fabrication, of trying to um, sway you, trying to convince you of something. We all know that actions speak louder than words. So go on your gut feeling. If that doesn't kind of give you enough sense, then go on how someone is behaving, their actions. And then um, if you're making an assumption based on what someone is saying, well, tough. (laughs) I think you deserve the outcome that you get because, um, yeah, people... People will try and kid themselves. People will genuinely try and convince themselves based on um, over-explaining and, and fabricating. And this is a complete side note, but it just pops into my head. One good way of, of being able to tell if someone's lying, not telling the truth, or avoiding telling the truth, is if they over-explain something. So if you are unsure, if you think something dodge is going on, a bit shady, you're not quite, you haven't got all the facts, someone is adding in extra detail and over-explaining something, chances are they are avoiding telling the truth or they are just lying to your face. 
I think one way to approach if you have an assumption about something is either ask questions or try it. Experience. So a child I mentioned before that um, can't trust people anymore because they've been let down by a caregiver. Unfortunately, that might mean that throughout their whole lives, they will then not trust people and they can be very lonely. They can not allow themselves relationships because of a childhood example of a person letting them down. But the only way to overcome that is to trial and error, go into it um, with a little bit of curiosity, a little bit of caution. But of course, not everybody is somebody that's going to have a negative impact on you. Not everyone is going to lose your trust. There are some wonderful people out there. So we have to approach these situations a bit like the lady with the dog or the aunt with the dog. Not all dogs are bad so or going to out to hurt her. So you have to experience and try and counteract your assumption if it is an assumption that is holding you back and it's not adding value to your life. So one thing I really like to make awareness of is parents, adults, caregivers, adults in a position of influence and how they impact the next generation. Because I do believe that it is our responsibility to empower, educate, create self-awareness in our youth. And that's obviously, if you follow my other work, everything that I try and do is to lay a foundation of self-awareness, self-belief and life skills so that the next generation don't repeat the same mistakes that maybe we do in terms of lack of self-awareness or self-hatred or misguided belief systems. Um, So on that, I'm just going to pick a topic that is tragically quite front and centre at the moment, and that is the trans community. And whatever beliefs you have as an adult... If you hold those strongly and their assumption, so the assumption is at the moment that the trans community are a danger to our youth in terms of influencing them, in terms of um, paedophilia, in terms of being dangerous to our young children, especially in America. And it's all horrific allegations based on assumptions because of a misunderstanding and a lack of uh, willingness to learn. But if you hold a really strong assumption or belief or judgment on anything as an adult and you share that with your child, children are like sponges, absolute sponges. And they will, especially if you're the most influential adult in their life, they will turn to you for guidance on what to believe, who to believe, how to act, what to think, what belief systems to have based on what is good for them, bad for them, what is safe, what is not safe. So a little bit like the dog analogy. So you have to be so careful. And I'm not going to say who, but someone in my family is very anti people who are overweight and it breaks my heart. And the amount of times I've had conversations defending somebody who might be overweight because they will say, oh, you know the fat librarian? Um, To me, I'll say, why on earth do you preface the description with their weight? And then, oh, they they have a judgment on that means that that person must be lazy. Well, that is a very naive, um, ill-informed judgment based on someone that actually their weight doesn't matter, doesn't make them who they are, it doesn't doesn't define them. But 
who knows why they might be overweight? They might have a medical condition. They might have a food addiction based on trauma as a child. They might have, oh my gosh, all manner of things. And as a child, I was very much told on a subtle level, but consistently, that overweightness equaled lazy, equaled bad, equaled, you know, not an attribute that someone, a person would want. And whether that informed me then going on to have an eating disorder, possibly, I don't know. But I'm so cross with this individual, and I've told them, don't worry, as an adult, I've told them how cross I am, that them constantly assuming something about someone based on the size of them, and it was clearly a negative judgment on anyone that was overweight, and telling me as a child that that was a negative thing, um, has had a really lasting, gross impression on me. Fortunately, as an adult, I can now, all I can see is that all that has done is made that person look bad. So my family member, um, it kind of leaves a bad taste in the mouth. And I, all it's done is reveal that that my family member uh, needs to educate themselves, that they are naive, that they um, have a long way to go in sort of spiritual and personal growth. So it's not made me in any way judge people who might be overweight. It's just made left a lasting impression on that family member. But it is imperative that you are careful about your assumptions. Just because you uh, assume that uh, I don't know, blue cheese is really dangerous for you, or I'm trying to think of like ridiculous examples, but I'm sure these have, these sort of, sort of things have ha have happened, or if you assume that standing by the microwave could give you cancer, or like my granny said, um, rest her soul, she's not here anymore to defend herself, but you can't sit by the fire with your feet up to the fire because then you get um, like it burns your veins or something in your feet. I can't remember what beliefs she had. And there was another assumption that elastic in socks would cause um, lack of circulation. Therefore, your feet could kind of get peripheral neuropathy and fall off. Um, so she would cut out the elastic in our socks. So we'd go, go to Grand's for like a weekend, go home with all of our socks around our ankles um, she also had the assumption that having two pints of milk a day was necessary for bone growth. Um, so all these funny little silly kind of assumptions about how to go about life. Um, and yet Emma ended up getting, that's my sister, an allergic reaction because she was lactose intolerant and her hands blew up. Um, so you can see how... It is really really important to be careful as a caregiver and an influential adult. Of course, express your opinion and share your um, cautiousness around something if you strongly believe in it. But you have to also say, this is my opinion. It is not the only opinion. This is my assumption. It is one of thousands of assumptions. So we have to guide the youth of today, and even children, to be curious, to find out their own views and their own judgments and their own assumptions on things. It is so dangerous when we dictate our opinions, and that's what an assumption is, it's just an opinion 
based on a thought, no fact. Um, it's so dangerous when we dictate that to a child because then you're telling them something that you believe in, but it's only one side of the story. I think children and adults and um, everybody that question everything um, are, one, super annoying. I know that because I've been told many times how annoying I am, but it is so healthy and it's so important and so necessary. If someone tells me something based on an assumption, I will question it. Not to try and rock the boat or create drama, but genuinely I'm curious. Curious for two reasons. How did they come to that assumption based on what past and history and trauma or event that's happened? Um, And then is there also a way to demonstrate that there's another way to look at it? So if someone says, and unfortunately, very hard-hitting topics are coming to mind, but if someone says racially, um, be scared of a black person, obviously, that assumption is there based on a poor representation of people of colour in the media, in the news, um, history completely painting people to be um, of colour to be worse, less than, dangerous, violent. We don't have enough exposure and examples of people of colour who are wonderful, doing wonderful things, and who are funny and kind and hardworking and giving and beautiful. And it you can see how it's just so dangerous to have an assumption and then relay that to the youth of today. I'll give another example of a couple of uh, times where someone has made an assumption of me or my life or my decisions and it has really baffled me and I've actually felt so inclined to go and tell them that they did something based on an assumption and they got it completely wrong. One of them is an old place where I used to work. So they said with great excitement, Liv, you can work on a Saturday now. It's so good. Um, and we can get pay you time and a half because we'll charge more. I was doing massage at the time. And she was so excited and genuinely like really pumped that I would want to do this. And I said, oh no, that's okay. No thanks. And in her mind, she could not get her head around why I wouldn't want to earn more money. And I said, and this this was like a real aha moment between her and I, she's my boss, I'm the employee. Um, I said, my time is worth more than money. I work so that I can enjoy my time. And she had assumed that everyone that worked for her and worked for the business would value money more than their own time. And that was a huge lesson for me. And it was a huge lesson that I actually passed on to future employers to say, don't assume that everybody's here for the right reason. And I learned that in in sport. So another example where an assumption was made and I, it confused me, was that I knew I started a new uh, cricket club And my assumption is that people do sport so that they can do their best, that they can win, that they can be competitive, that they can push themselves, learn new skills, develop, grow as a team, grow as individuals and try and get the most out of their physical ability. Obviously, not the case. So I got really cross 
Um, I hope I did a good job of hiding it, but I was very disappointed and frustrated when on one occasion the team was seemingly not caring about the result. They were just having a laugh. They were just joking about. We didn't play very well. We lost. Um, And I felt really confused and angry. And I realized it's because I had made the assumption that everyone was there to try and do their best and win. Well, actually, the majority of the team are there to come together as friends, hang out with their mates, try something new without pressure, just give it a go, be out and about in the sun. That's their version of maybe a Sunday sesh going to the pub, but they're being active. So the assumption that I wanted to be there to win and that was the same as everybody else made my whole experience a negative one because I wanted to um, get a win out of it. Whereas once I now know that the whole point of it is for most of the people to just have fun um, and be around mates, uh, and that's based on because I asked <laughs> and I got the facts and I questioned um, the, the sort of incident or the situation. I now can approach that team and that those fixtures with a whole different mindset. So that's a definite example. And then another time that really kind of shocked me um, was when I shaved my hair off. So I did this when I was in my early 20s. I wasn't very well. Uh, I think we all know that. I was um, still repercussions of being anorexic and mental health, living with mental health disorders and um, very depressed, very anxious, just not, I was probably a bit manic to be honest, just not in a good head play, headspace and I shaved my hair off. Now, most people assumed that I was trying to change my appearance because I'd recently come out and kind of embrace the, um, excuse the term, but this is what it was, kind of dykey, um, tomboyish, kind of shaved head look. Some people assumed that I was trying to raise money for charity, so I was going to Africa, and they just um, a couple of people, oh no, I missed it. Did you do it in the in the student services room? Did you do it? Oh, anyway, I'll give you, I'll chuck you a couple of dollars or pounds, sorry, back in the day. Um, so that was the assumption. One lady, by the bear in mind at the time I was playing rugby in Wales, training 25 hours a week. I've never been heavier, more muscly. So I looked really kind of, probably a little bit scary actually. One lady at Tesco, food shop, and she was a little old lady pushing a little Zimmer frame came up to me and said, oh dear, um, would you like me to help you with your shopping? And I was thinking, what? No, I'm fine. Yeah, and I'm, no, no, I'm good, thanks. And she said, oh, I went through cancer. It's awful, but God bless you. Or I can't remember exactly what she said, but she assumed that I had cancer because I shaved my hair off. So assuming based on appearance is something that we do more than other appearance, other assumptions that we make in life. And this leads to a whole barrage of problems, stresses, pains, um, obsessions, people aiming to look a certain way because we know as humans that we are judged and assumption is, um, is placed on us by the way we look. So you see people go to extreme plastic surgery lengths Some people wear a platform shoe if they're men who are a bit shorter because there's this assumption somehow that shorter men 
don't match up and aren't as manly. Um, that I mean, less so now, but that women with short hair maybe, or who dress a bit more androgynous, they must be lesbians or it, I mean, there's so many. So I challenge you, if you are doing something with your parents, even growing older, people will inject and try and take away their grey hair or they'll do Botox or they, because the assumption is, and I don't think we can change this through just one little teeny podcast, but the assumption is growing old is bad. Growing old is ugly. Growing old is a shame. Growing old is something we want to avoid. Growing older is an absolute fact of life. Um, and I find so much beauty in in age because for me, Ashley can sometimes represent wisdom and self-acceptance and an inner peace and maturity. There's so much beauty with age, but the assumption is that something older is bad, therefore we must try and make it look younger. So there's all these painful and expensive and time-consuming and stressful ways in which we try and change our appearance in order to stave off assumptions or to create assumptions based on how we look. That we have money, therefore I'm going to wear expensive clothes um, and I'm going to wear something with a label. I remember a TV show years ago, and I don't know why it stuck with me, but it really hit a nerve in that this London-based couple were buying a car and they did this whole test. It might have been Top Gear, I can't remember. They did a whole test on different cars, which was the most safe for their children, which was the most economic, which was the most um, kind of modern, comfortable, all these different ones. And of course, they want, went with the one that was least comfortable, most expensive, least economical, worst impact on the environment, and not the safest model. Because they were so concerned about how they were perceived, and the assumption is that if they went for the safer model that was better for the planet and cheaper, that they would the assumption would be that they didn't have as much money as they did. And it it stuck to me to this day. That was probably over a decade ago I saw that. Um, and I just think it's a shame that we get so caught up on trying to influence other people's assumptions of us. So I guess it's the you should never judge a book by its cover. One thing that's really important is we cannot, we simply, it's impossible to understand somebody's life choices unless we have walked in their shoes. And nobody out of the how many billions of people, eight point something billion people on this planet, nobody has walked in the same shoes as someone else, even an identical twin. Nobody, no one has the exact same experience of life. So we cannot understand why they think the way they think, why they do what they do, why they say what they say. We don't know. So putting our projection of our life experience on someone else is quite frankly ludicrous, but also just cruel and completely pointless. So if we have a view or an assumption, an opinion, a judgment based on our life, and it's like we have glasses on and we're looking through our lenses at someone else and we can't understand why they're doing what they're doing because we've not walked in their shoes, well then just leave it at that. 
just accept I can't I, I will never understand I will never be able to see the world the way they see it I will never walk in their shoes therefore I have no right to make a judgment or an assumption so that's really where it leads to and I'm going to wrap up here with how do we not make assumptions um or how can we navigate when we have made an assumption or someone's making an assumption of us firstly stop caring about what other people think easier said than done but it's quite egotistical actually even if you have really low self-esteem and you're trying to get validation from other people worrying about what other people think puts you in the center of your world and the best way to stop worrying about what other people think is to start giving to others and focusing on other people because it takes it away from putting you in the middle and it gives you a sense of purpose this is a whole other podcast but If you are too worried about what others think of you, you will act in a way to try and dictate an assumption for someone else, even though they're going to make an assumption based on their life experience that you can't control and you you can't go back in time and rewrite their life script so that they can think of you differently to how they possibly are making an assumption of you in the present. It's so bonkers. Stop worrying about what other people think of you. Get in touch with yourself, understand what brings you joy, contentment, what fills up your cup, understand what you want out of this life, how you want to leave a legacy if that's what you want to do, how you want to go about your day, be authentic and then you'll attract the kind of people that you need and want in your life. But trying to control how someone makes an assumption of you or has a judgment of you is just a completely pointless exercise. So stop dressing in a way that you hope someone will appreciate or stop acting in a way that you hope someone will notice. If you don't love running or if you hate going to the gym, don't go to the gym. If you're going to the gym purely to try and show that you're fit and healthy and that's not authentic, then just I'm going to stop because I can go off on a tangent, but I just wish people didn't care so much about what other people think of them. Everyone's thinking about themselves. Everyone's just trying to get through their life. Some people are doing it with a focus of enjoyment. Others are just trying to survive. No one's actually really paying any more attention to you than they are paying attention to themselves. So just worry about yourself. So that's a great way. First of all, stop worrying about what they think of you. And then two main things. Ask questions and acceptance. You do not know something for sure unless you have facts, unless you have evidence. Now, this is where confirmation bias comes in. So if you ask a question, if you're at that point of curiosity where you want to try and understand, just be careful that you're not asking a question that is based on confirmation bias, where you are only looking for evidence to back up your theory that you have already constructed in your head. So, for instance, Trump supporters will find every which way to show that Trump is a good guy or that Trump has been ganged up upon or that the law is not working in his favour or, like, they're fascinating to watch those silly little documentaries or clips of people being interviewed and... It's a perfect example of confirmation bias. They have decided categorically with a closed mind that they believe in something 
and that Trump is their hero and their god or whatever you want to call it. And they will find every evidence possible to validate the viewpoint or the assumption that they already have. So we tend to do that confirmation bias without awareness. When something has gotten so deeply ingrained as a belief system that we then will have an unconscious confirmation bias, it means that the assumption is really strong. The belief is really strong. So if you have mental time, and who does? I don't know. If you've even made it this far in the pod, then you um, maybe have mental time. But if you have the mental time to go back and pick one focus area in your life that's sort of giving you a bit of mental, it's kind of like giving you a poke, then just, just sit with it and think, have I got a little bit of confirmation bias here? Am I allowing a different viewpoint to come into my mind? Am I open to someone challenging my assumption or belief on this? It's a hard thing to do, but really important. It's often why I engage with people that have very different opinions and beliefs to myself, because I'm always wanting to question my own belief system, and I'm always wanting to see both sides. It's also I'm really annoying in an argument because I can genuinely see both sides. So I don't feel like I have to fight for my opinion um, or fight for my my yeah my view on something because there's always two sides to a coin. So be open, be open and be uh, be aware of confirmation bias. Um, if you've believed something your whole life, it's going to be really tricky to acknowledge there might be another belief. I'm constantly working on my dad on this one. constantly challenging his beliefs and why he has them, where they've come from, and can he just accept that there might be another way. He's not very good at it, but that's because he's older. Um, Side note, the older you get and the longer you've had a belief system or a bias or an assumption for, the longer time it's going to take to undo that assumption. So it takes time, takes practice, takes awareness. Ask questions constantly get the facts just ask as much as you can to understand but with the knowledge that not everybody in fact most people don't even know themselves and this is something I struggle with because I will constantly ask questions hoping for some awareness from the person I'm asking and they don't know but they don't know they don't know so they get defensive or angry so I might say um, if I don't text you back after six hours, why do you then think I've abandoned you? Well, that could be from some past trauma or some um, previous relationship where that represented something. Someone didn't text back for six hours. That meant that that person was having an affair. I mean, this is all very, very drastic. I should think of lighter examples. Um, and if I then in the present moment say, you know, I've actually been on a boat all day scuba diving, so I've not had my phone on me. Um, I couldn't text you back. But why are you now so triggered that I, I waited six hours to text you? They might not know why they're so triggered. And that's really hard to have to just go, okay, they don't know. I know that there must be a, another reason. I'm not taking it personally, because I very rarely take things personally. But I just have to accept that there's a reason that neither of us know. Therefore, I shouldn't make an assumption because there's so much history, there's so many layers, there's so much else going on 
to inform this reaction. But I, what I can do is not take it personally and then choose whether I'm going to be affected by that person's response to me not being able to text them for six hours. So there's a couple of kind of stages. But the best outcome would be that you ask a question and then they say something that you hadn't even thought of and it completely disarms you. This is in a point of if you've made an assumption, made a judgment, taken it personally, got offended, got defensive, um, you know, changed your, you're in a good mood and now you're not in a good mood, ask a question, you might get a response that completely disarms you and you can let go of the, the mood that you're in or the hurt that you're feeling because it might be something completely left field that you hadn't even thought of. For instance, I went to hospital not that long ago because my legs were in agony. I had a really painful rash. The assumption I'm assuming, the assumption I'm assuming from the person that was trying to get a hold of me was that I was ignoring them. If they'd actually just asked me, where are you? I might have been able to tell them I'm actually in hospital. And then they wouldn't have been this sort of anger and I'd abandon them or whatever. So ask questions. Ask, 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 ask. Um, be curious. If someone has a very different belief system to you or a very different values or a different way of doing something, they're the really interesting people I suggest you invite into your life because they can teach you so much ask away. That's partly one of the reasons why I started this podcast, because I want to talk to people that have a different view of life than me, different experiences. I know I've been a bit sparse on guests of late. I'm finding that people are um, busy or they don't want to chat or I'm I'm going to England next week. So oh, in a couple of days, so I'll be able to um, hopefully get some more guests on. But that is a reason for this pod is because I want to ask questions. I'm curious. And then going right back to the beginning, there is no good or bad, it just is, acceptance, accept, we cannot change probably 99.9% of our lives, we certainly cannot change someone else's life, we can influence, guide, inspire on a mild level, But people will do what they will do. They will say what they will say. They will think what they will think. The world happens around us. And one of the scariest things is that we don't have control of as much as we think. For instance, going over to England, I could miss the plane. The plane could be cancelled. The pilot could have a fit. The plane could go down. I could lose my luggage, I could get hot tea spilled over me, I could sit next to somebody that ends up being an influential friend in my life. There are so many variables throughout the day in everybody's life that we don't have control over. So acceptance, we cannot, we can't, we think we can control our lives, we can't really. We can make the odd decision that sort of chooses the path we go down, but we don't know if that path's going to have debris or be slippy or rainy or sunshine or if there'll be creatures on the path or so except there is no good or bad it just is so I hope that that has given first of all some awareness that we have um we have assumptions all the time thousands of them a day um Oh, a little a fascinating story just popped into my head, actually, that um, I read a book about this lady that had a inability 
to judge, to make judgments. And so her perception was slightly off. And this is a little bit different from assumptions, but she couldn't foresee um, times or she couldn't foresee events happening. She had no awareness of the passing of time. And I just thought about most people, if they were stepping off a step, they would assume that it would be safe, it would be built right, it would be um, secure to step off. She didn't have that ability. So she would often stand there for hours on end and she also couldn't conceive of time. Um, So she didn't know that hours had passed by and she didn't know whether getting on a bus, whether she could do it. It's hard to explain. Anyway, fascinating story. Turns out she had a lemon-sized hole in her brain. So the whole of her frontal cortex was completely not there, which I just think is fascinating. So it goes to show that some of these areas where we are learning behavior, learning thought patterns, learning beliefs and things, if there's been damage in the brain, so say if you're a rugby player or if you had a fall or you've hit your head or that part of the brain is is just not there, um, that's all going to affect as well someone's ability to rationally make sensible assumptions, um, logical assumptions. So there's so many variables, but I'm, again, waffling on. So I will wrap up. Basically, first of all, acknowledge that we all make assumptions and assumptions are based on opinion without certainty, without proof, without fact. So you can change your assumption because it's based on just a thought, an opinion. You can change a thought, therefore you can change assumptions. So we actually have control over how we approach an attitude towards something. Instead of it's good, it's bad, can you get to a point of it just is? Please stop judging other people. You've never walked a day in their shoes. So let's just stop, full stop. There's nothing to add with that. Stop judging other people. Ask questions and accept. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.